Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Full of Joy podcast today. I have an amazing guest for today's episode that I cannot wait to share, and it is Kendra Atkins. I have watched Kendra on YouTube for so long that it was just so fun to have her on the podcast. So Kendra is a YouTuber and a lifestyle blogger. Kendra's videos are all about, I mean, just so much mom life. She's a mom of three, so she has videos from like a day in the life, what I eat in a day, organizing, cleaning routines. She is really going through a like gut health journey as well, so I loved following her for that too, and she shares a little bit about that here today. So Kendra is sharing the ins and outs of navigating motherhood, especially on the internet. Her kids are absolutely adorable, by the way, and I love chatting with her about how she balances work and motherhood. And for all of my mom listeners, I know you will love Kendra and this episode. So let's jump in. So you are a motherhood and a lifestyle YouTuber. Now you talk about gut health, which I want to get into as well. But can you take me back? Like you said you started YouTube so long ago. So can you take me back to when you got started and what this journey has looked like for you? So I started back my senior year of college. I think it was 2011. And at the time I was looking for something creative to do. I was kind of bored. I went to college to become an elementary teacher. That was my goal from like age eight. I had no other, that was it. Like I'm gonna be a teacher. And so I would watch YouTube videos just in my spare time and uh, makeup videos. And one of my roommates said to me one night, you should make videos. And I was like, what? No. And she goes, I mean, I ask you questions about things and like, why not? And so I thought about it for like a week and one night my friends were all going out and I'm like, I'm going to stay home. And I turned on my desk lamp and my laptop and I just clicked record on like, what is the, not iMovie or whatever it is. (laughs) I, I just published it and I just kept making videos and I was like, this is so fun. I told nobody, it was a complete secret. And I would just look forward to being done with class and getting back to my house and filming more videos. And so uh, after I graduated, I was like, do I want to be a teacher still? And at the time, I mean, sponsorships weren't a thing, like influencer was not a word. And so it just didn't seem possible to, this couldn't be a job. So at the time I was waitressing at night and I was a nanny during the day and just kept like ticking along and trying to grow my channel. And then I started to get a following and I was like, this is cool. And then I started to get PR stuff in the mail and I was like, okay, free makeup. Awesome. And my husband was like, you have to start charging for things. This is not just like I mean, you're spending so much of your time doing this and you're just giving like free advertising to people. And it just seems so weird to me because like now, I mean, people like you, you know, help people grow and become entrepreneurs. But back when I started, it just, I had no idea what I was doing. And so at least my husband has that business mindset. So he kind of helped me along the way. And after a few years of having my channel, he was like, well, maybe you can make this a job. And at the time I had a few sponsorships here and there and I quit my waitressing jobs. I quit being a nanny and I just decided to do it. And 
luckily, you know, I'm here now, I'm still doing it, you know, but it's just crazy how everything's changed so much from back then. And I'm so grateful that it's continued on and like to see how just my content has been able to evolve with my life and what I've been going through in life. It just kind of continues and it's just been a crazy ride, but it's been, yeah. <laughs> that is so crazy. I actually relate to that a lot where on YouTube, yeah, I felt like I always kind of used my life as like inspiration to make the content. So can you talk about like your audience? So when, like you said, like when you started, you didn't even think about like your audience really or growing an audience, it just happened. So for now, like, are you catering your content to them or do they kind of change with you? What does that look like? So it definitely started out more in the beauty genre. And then once I got pregnant and pregnant with twins, all of a sudden my audience completely changed. And I started filming updates on my pregnancy weekly and I'm getting all of these new viewers who are either pregnant, pregnant with twins or have twins. And that's what everybody was wanting to hear more of. And so mm-hmm. once I was pregnant and then once I had my twins and then my third, it just completely shifted to motherhood, but I still get to weave in all the other things that I love. You know, like I still talk about skincare and makeup and health and all the things that I started with, but it's like, okay, we can still do this and have children. You know, we, we can find a balance through all of it. So I also think yeah. just seeing you know, who's coming to you, who are the people in your DMs asking you questions, like that's your core following. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who you want to cater to because they're the ones invested in you. Tell me if you can relate to this. Like I've been so struggling with YouTube lately. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just that like I've changed so much where my content, like I want it to change with me, but I have this like amazing following that is still expecting beauty or fashion or like Aritzia or Amazon hauls, which I love, but it's like, how do you like kindly make that transition? Like, I know it was natural for you, but then like, I get offended when people are like, I don't want to see this video from you, but I'm like, but this is my heart and soul. <laughs> you know, Like, how did you make that shift so natural? I just feel like I've always said to myself like share what you want to watch because if you're not sharing what you are watching on YouTube then I don't think it's going to come across as authentic and I mean just as a viewer of YouTube videos like you know when somebody is really passionate about something or excited to share about something and it just you can see it like on video especially you can see it in their eyes like are they excited about this content So Mm -hmm. I kind of, I mean, I do think about that a lot because you're like, okay, if you're thinking about growth, like if you go down to the numbers and analytics, these videos perform well, right? So you want to do those, but then if your heart's telling you, but I want to share this stuff too, like how, how is there balance there? I see people who, I think once you have an audience, people are going to start liking you for you, right? They're coming to you because they like you as a person. And so, yes, they may skip over certain videos of content they don't care about. So I think 
giving them what they want every now and then, just because that was where you started. Yeah. You don't like ignore those followers of yours because they are supporters. But also I think it's okay to evolve and it's okay to change because that's just life, you know, like mm-hmm. I love beauty, but it's right now just not realistic to just be showing makeup tutorials because I do like a quick 10 minute makeup in the morning. So I'm not going to show like, a- <laughs> right. I'm like, I just wear bronzer now in my eyes. So, you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I think it's okay to change. And also like your audience is probably changing too. Like, you know, a lot of my followers now who started with me, who were super into beauty now have kids of their own and are like, okay, cool. Now we can talk about this together. Like it just is a friend, you know? Yes. So true. Yeah. Especially that's so funny because you really are like when you gain that follower, that's pregnant, like they are going to have a family like you. (laughs) That's so interesting. I have so many people who are like, so my kids are your exact ages. Yeah. <laughs> but that is so that, interesting. Because you go so, on YouTube to find, you go on YouTube to find people who are like in your situation, right? Mm-hmm. You want to watch videos that you can relate to. So it kind of makes sense. Yes, very true. So tell me about your family. So what was it like when you found out that you were having twins? Nobody I know has twins. Like, I just am amazed by this. And they're so beautiful, by the way. So tell me about them. Um, I Same. I knew nobody with twins. It was not on my mind at all. I was so excited to be a mom. Like, I was not nervous at all. I was just, like, ready. And so when I went to my first ultrasound and the doctor is like looking around and all of a sudden she's really quiet and she's like, oh, here's a heartbeat. I'm like, okay, good. Like you got a heartbeat, like so excited. And then she's just silent for like a solid, I don't know, a minute. And she goes, and here's the other heartbeat. And I'm just, I'm like, right now I just got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? And she goes, you're having twins. And it was like the most bizarre day of my life. And my husband goes, yes. And I I was like, wait, no. Like I I was kind of in denial. Like, no, 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 no. This is not part of the plan. Like I've had my life mapped out. Twins was never a part of the plan. And I remember just, I felt like I blacked that appointment out. And I was just so scared. Like for the following week, I was so scared. And I just, like, do I buy two of everything? Do I, am I going to be able to nurse? Yeah. So many questions. And it was a hard pregnancy. Like it was not, and I think that's why I liked sharing so much on my channel because I had nobody to talk to, Mm -hmm. nobody in my shoes. And so I'm like, okay, if I can post these videos, saying like this is not all bliss like I've seen on movies then I've done my job if I can help one pregnant person help you know like feel not alone in this and I mean luckily it was a smooth pregnancy but I was I mean I got enormous they were like big babies when they were born and it wasn't a great birth like it was just it was hard and I think I struggled because it was my first pregnancy. I had so many expectations of what it should look like mm-hmm. according to social media. And it didn't look like any of those. And I'm, you know, 
like, oh, I need to have this really cute robe when I'm delivering my babies and I need to do all these things. And none of that happened for me. It was so like, oh my goodness, so crazy. And it was, it was really hard for me to deal with that. And looking back now, I've learned that's okay. Like that's normal. Like most people that's normal, but most who are sharing on social media are sharing their highlights of things. You're not seeing the nitty gritty. And so from that, I kind of was like, okay, I feel like I need to be sharing like the real stuff because I'm not seeing that much. And I feel like I feel alone in this and there's gotta be other people who feel alone in this. So that's kind of why I started sharing just like raw stuff after that. Like I didn't want it to be so just sit down and talk. I wanted to show like the real moments during the day with twins. Like this is kind of crazy, you know, and yeah. it was survival mode. Like the first four months was just like getting by. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> it was crazy, but like, I didn't know anything else. It was just normal, my new normal. So we just did it and rolled with it. And then I had my son two and a half years later. And again, it wasn't a smooth labor with him. Um, it was, it was scary with him. Like, so I, I, I don't know if you want me to go into yeah everything, but I attempted to do a VBAC with him because I really wanted that experience and it didn't work out. I was in labor with him. My water had broke on its own and I was like pushing for him to come out and he, his heart rate started going down. My heart rate started going up and we had to do an emergency C-section. My doctor was like, I'm so sorry. I know you wanted this so bad, but we need to get the baby out. And I was like, whatever we need to do to get the baby out, like get him out. And so we had a C-section with him. He was 10 pounds and like looked like a toddler when he came out and like, oh my gosh, yeah, he's not coming out. <laughs> but I mean, so during the C-section though, um, they nicked my bladder when they were trying to remove scar tissue from my last C-section. And so I had a catheter for 10 days and it was a whole thing. And so, and then I had to come home and take care of two-year-old twins and a newborn. It was just like so much. And also post a YouTube video talking about it. Like first week with the newborn, you know, like that's what you're supposed to do, right? Or like 24 hours with the newborn. And I was just like, I can't do this. Like. I was just struggling big time and looking back now, it was like a, a dark time. Like the first week after I had him, I definitely, it wasn't postpartum depression because I had highs. Like I would be super happy with him, like having one baby, just one, but then I'd be like, oh my gosh, like what is happening? How can I do like over, like I'm drowning. So looking back, it was just extreme baby blues. And it took me a while to kind of share that. And I finally posted a video just like opening up about it. And I got so many people who were like, I completely resonate with this. And I went through the same thing, but didn't really share. And it was, it was hard. But I thought to myself as I was filming that video, like, I was saying, why, why can't I just have a smooth birth like experience like everybody else it seems like it's and, and I was like, the reason is because I can now share my story with 
all of you guys. Mm -hmm. And if I can help one of you feel like, okay, there isn't like a, a right way to have a child. Like everybody has their own experience and that's what makes it beautiful. You know, it doesn't have to be just this completely heavenly experience that sometimes you think it should be, which I just didn't get, but like, it took me a while to come to that though. It took me a while to like, let it all out and deal with it. And I don't know, it was, it was tricky. Like releasing what you expected it to be. Right. Exactly. Like this is what happened. So what can I learn from this now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a beautiful takeaway from doing that. Well, first going back to when you just had your twins, um, and you were saying like, even that was like a lonely time. Yeah. Um, I obviously don't have children, but I relate to feeling lonely. Um, so I just, you know, wanted to thank you for being like an example of that and showing up in that imperfection, because like you said, like everyone shows up perfect. Even I do. And like, I preach about like <laughs> being imperfect, but it's so, yeah, it's so tricky to not show up, you know, just wanting to look your best, but I mean, once you have a family, like, I feel like that would just be impossible. <laughs> once you're like showing your family online, like you can't show up perfect. There's no way. Right. I know just because it's so unpredictable too. I always say if my house is clean, I got no work done that day. And if the house, <laughs> I, I was so proactive, <laughs> you know, like you can't do both. I mean, mm -hmm. you can try, but it's, it's hard. Yeah. So what does that look like for you? Like, do you have um, an assistant? Do you have a team? Do you have help? Like, how do you, how are you doing all this? Yeah. So, okay. A year after I had Owen, my son, things were not like something had to give. I was like finding myself late on campaign on deadlines and no patient with my girls and just like, can't cook dinner. Like it was just getting really hard. And my husband was like, maybe you should hire an assistant or a nanny, something to help. And I, I don't know if you are into Enneagrams, but I'm an Enneagram one and I want to do everything myself. And like, I don't need to ask for help. I should be able to do it, you know? <laughs> and so it was so hard. And I felt like that made me feel like a failure. Like I have to ask for help. Like what? Like, no, this is my job. But I, I had to, because it was, I was stretching myself way too thin and so we ended up finding a nanny to come a couple days a week from eight o'clock till 12. So I had up until their nap time to go in the office, to edit videos, to get back to emails and do what I need to do. And it was the best thing of my life. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot. And so we, we just recently lost our nanny, like last month we found somebody else coming soon, but I just <laughs> sobbed when she said she had it because she got a, another job. And I was like, no, because she came into our lives at a time when I needed help so bad. And it was so hard for me to ask for that help, but mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like what a blessing. And it allowed me to get what I needed to do done, like be myself and be, you know, my whatever my title is, YouTuber, you know, do all the things I have to do for work. And then when, when I was done with that, I can be a present mom and a better wife and just separate the two, 
because before I'm like, okay, wait, you guys go over here. We'll play this little game or do this craft. I'm going to go in the right. office for a few minutes. I don't know. I mean, it couldn't be an hour, but you know, but it wasn't working. And like, I just, something had to change. And so that was just a huge help. So, I mean, to anybody, like it doesn't have to necessarily be that it could be somebody helping with cleaning up your house or an assistant to help you with the back end of computer work, but something like, I think it's okay to ask for help and it's okay mm -hmm. to not be able to do it all. Mm -hmm. I just feel like so many expectations now to do every single thing. Like we have to make our homemade meals. We have to meal prep. We have to look great. You know, our house has to be perfection. I'm like, oh my gosh, it doesn't end. It doesn't. There's so many expectations. So many. Can we talk about not necessarily body image, but I mean, I'm sure that plays a part, but also in your um, like gut health journey too. So I can relate to that. I know a lot of my following can relate to like having stomach issues. Um, and there's like a lot of like clean eating focus, like on my channel and stuff like that. But yeah. Can you kind of talk to me a little about, a little bit about your journey with gut health and like what you're doing and how, how you share that on your channel as well? So I went gluten-free like 10 years ago. I got really bad stomach aches and that helped me a ton. But then recently, probably this past year, like after I had my son, I started feeling bloated all the time and constipated <laughs> and just not great. And I'm like, what's going on? And I was so focused on eating gluten-free. I was just so confused. Like, what could it be? I'm gluten-free and I'm eating yeah. everything. I'm not eating pasta. I'm not doing this. And I felt like, okay, there's gotta be another way. There's gotta be something. And I was cutting out so many ingredients trying to figure out what is it. I'm like, I can't eat anything because everything makes me have a stomach ache. So I did a stool test. I went through a company. I did a stool test and I got my results back and I had severe inflammation in my body and my, uh, my bacteria, like the good and bacteria in my gut was off and I wasn't digesting fats properly or mm. vegetables. And I wasn't absorbing nutrients like I should. So basically my body wasn't working yeah. as good and it, I really did not expect to see those results. I, I, I thought I was fine. You know, I thought I was yeah. something little and so you I, look very healthy, you know, which is always what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I always thought I was healthy, but this has made me realize, I mean, I like air quotes, like I'm healthy. I tried to grab the healthy option, but when I really like looked at what I'm eating, I am eating a lot of processed stuff. I'm eating a lot mm -hmm. of packaged things because it's grab and go and I'm busy a lot of the time. And I did this four week, which I'm done today. Today was my last like day of the program, but I did a four week gut reset and it was pretty intense. I mean, I cut out caffeine, I cut out sugar, processed everything, dairy, and I felt so good after it was like the, after, okay. The first two days were awful. I had crazy headaches, mood swings, but once I got through like day four, I started getting my energy back. And today was the first day I had coffee again. And I felt like I didn't even need it. I just wanted it. I had a little, I mean, it was fine, but it just showed me that I need to be eating more whole foods and just simple ingredients and trying to cook more for my family. 
I think it just kind of scared me. I'm like, okay, I don't have time to do that. You know, where in the day am I going to prep or plan? But I think if you make it a priority, you can do it, you know, 20 minutes on a Sunday, you can go through Pinterest and actually write down some meals you want to make and grocery shop the next day. And it was always stuff that I wanted to do and just never did it. And I'm actually making some of my pins, my like Pinterest pins. And it's been fun. It's been like a new journey now. And I just am seeing how I feel so much better. And now I'm seeing all my, the people who follow me are giving me like the best advice and everyone else has, you know, great recipes to share. And it's been like a whole new type of avenue, which is kind of like when I first started YouTube, you know, we were talking about health and like kids kind of got in the way and convenience took over. And I'm like, it's full circle. We're getting back to real being healthy again. And I just think you have to make it a priority and also know like you will feel so much better. So it's so worth it. So yeah, it's been, it's been good. It's been hard cutting out, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, it's kind of like weigh your pros and cons, you know? Right. Can you give me like three examples of like a dinner or like a snack that you would make doing this? Yeah. So, well, since I gave up dairy, I was doing a lot of uh, granola and yogurt in the morning, but now I do smoothies every day and I'll make the kids one first because I do mine a little different. I have my own protein. They have their own protein. So I'll make theirs. I'll do protein powder, spinach, um, usually like banana or strawberries and peaches, and then throw in some flax seed mm-hmm. and I'll make my own cashew or almond milk and that'll be theirs. Yeah. And they are full all morning long. Like they are not asking me now, can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? Which is what they used to do, you know, cause I'm giving them just like cereal or something quick. And then I'll make mine and I'll just rinse it out quick and I'll do usually banana or blueberry, banana, blueberries, protein powder, spinach, pretty much kind of the same thing. But then I'll add like a little maca powder or spirulina, throw in some superfoods in there. And it's, once you make it, you have your to-go cup and it's so easy. Totally. And you're full, you know? I love it. And then, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, I make a smoothie every day. (laughs) Maybe two. (laughs) It's just easy. You know, it's like you get everything and not everybody wants to sit down and eat a salad, but if you could get greens in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then what do you do for dinner? That's where I struggle. Okay. For dinner. I, I mean, I don't know if you eat meat. I eat meat. So Mm -hmm. I, I can meat usually. I'll do like seafood, usually salmon or chicken, or we'll do ground beef. And then I'll try to figure out like what vegetables to use with it. So like a sheet pan meal is easy. We'll just do, I'll do um, maybe sweet potatoes on one side and two vegetables on the other side and then chicken throw in the oven. And it's done usually around the same time or like a quick stir fry or like a burrito bowl, like a deconstructed bowl. Since I don't do gluten, it's like a burrito yes. without, the, without the tortilla, you know? So just finding different ingredients or a Greek style bowl, like that's super good too. You're speaking my language. <laughs> these are all my favorites. As a fellow gut health girl, like these are totally my favorites. Um, quickly, I kind of want to ask about a little bit more about YouTube. So 
I feel like you, you are super good at not putting yourself in a box and just showing up and like being courageous and just like being your freaking self. So can you give any advice for someone? Cause I feel like you are doing such a good, you are such a good example of literally creating content around your life. Um, and that being like, so like with YouTube, there's comparison and there's trends. So like, how are you just showing up as you? (laughs) Like, that's amazing. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm not going to lie. I had to delete my Twitter because it was getting to be too, not my Twitter, my TikTok was getting to be too much. Like there's so many apps now that I I just can't keep up. And I was trying to do all of them. And I, I think pick two, if you have time to do, if you can do three, do three, but pick two that you can do well, you know, whether that's YouTube and Instagram, or if that's Facebook and Instagram, dedicate your time to those and build your audience there instead of trying to cater to everybody. It's just, it can be hard and like a lot on you mentally having to be in so many places all the time and the notifications and all of it. So, I mean, the algorithm changes like what every week? (laughs) I don't know. It seems like it's, it's now it's new, you know, now we got to do reels. Now we got to do this. And I think before I was so like resistant to that and I hate change. And I'm like, no, I don't need to do that. Like, let's just keep it how it is. But it is your job and you do have to work with the system. And if you do want to grow, you have to adapt, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's going to be a little hard. And there are so many people out there who can help you with figuring it out. Just YouTube something. But I do think you do have to adapt and change. And that's how you're going to grow. And it can be fun, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. Reels can be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are so good at reels. Like, holy cow. I was scrolling through your reels today. Your music choices are lit. I love like the nineties, like early 2000s. I love the nineties. <laughs> so good. But yeah, it's true. Like me and my husband always joke, like, we don't want to be like those parents that are, or just like in the old, when we're older, like being the ones like, oh, I don't know all that. I don't know how to do all that. Right. But I already hear myself say that type of stuff. And I'm frick, I'm 26. Like I should not, I'm one of the young ones. I should not be saying that. So yeah, like accepting that like change is going to happen. And like, if you can just like roll with it and embody it. Yeah. Literally you're an example of that. Um, so what is next for Kendra Atkins on YouTube or socials and where can we find you? How can we get involved? I mean, I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing right now. I thought that I could, I thought that I had to have some huge brand plan with everything. And I've come to terms with like, I am content and happy with how things are right now. And like, I want to be a present mom. And if I can do YouTube and do that together, like I am happy. So if there are some things that come my way eventually, like I will gladly welcome those. But right now I'm, I'm in a happy zone and I want to stay there for a little bit, you know? So, yes. yeah, <laughs> that's so good to hear. What an amazing accomplishment. Like congrats girl. And like for recognizing that and like letting yourself just be in that space. That is truly amazing. I love that for you. You're welcome. It can be hard with like numbers and you think, oh my gosh, I wish I was here. I wish I had this many followers and you get, you can get so down on yourself or like, why am I not here? Why am I not doing what this person's doing? But at the end of the day, 
you know, we're all different and we're all going to be in different places in our lives. And like you said about comparison, it's, it will not bring any good to you. Mm -hmm. So it's important to just keep doing what you're doing and find a happy balance. Mm -hmm. Mm. I love it. Find a happy balance. Well, this was so fun, Kendra. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable and open with me and just like being here. Like,